And so I'm going down the hall yelling. Trevor! <laughs> you couldn't even leave that thing alone for a minute to go around the corner. Adult beverages are poured, the kids are asleep, welcome to New Dad Gaming. It's a show about fatherhood, gaming, and new fathers figuring out their gaming lives. My name is Trevor, and I have two boys. Well, my name is Jim, and I'm Trevor's father. I also have two boys, but along the way we also acquired two girls. Yeah. You beat me by two, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have the stones to carry two extra, so... You, you had the good sense to quit after the boys. <laughs> and yes, you can quote me on that. Yeah, I got you on tape saying that. That's going to come up at Christmas. It's going to be great. So for everyone listening, yeah, this is my father. We brought him into the studio, the New Dad Gaming Studio, and he's been kind enough to sit with us for recording, so really excited about it. The what's most fascinating to me is I grew up, I seem to always remember playing games and always liking games. And now as I approach raising my kids, they also like games and they're playing it and I'm dealing with it. But I've always wondered from your, as you raised us, what it was like for you to see your sons wanting to play video games. Because now, because correct me if I'm wrong, the first system that ever made it into our house, video game system... Was it an Atari or a television? It was, like it was an Atari. And there was the one Christmas disaster <laughs> when your grandmother had bought you guys a really popular brand new... I'd call it a game. It was a kind of a big cartridge arrangement. Okay. The equivalent in my day was the eight-track tape mm. that you would put into the player. Okay. And unfortunately, you guys were so tuned for this. You oh. knew it was coming. And it was Christmas Day... And you put it in, and nothing happened. Oh, no. <laughs> and you were beside yourself. And what we found that somehow a staple from a packaged box, oh my lord, got inside the machine and somehow grounded the whole system, and it locked itself up because we took it to the shop, and the guy went in and says, "There's a staple in there." I said, "Well, I have no idea." <laughs> So we didn't get to play it at all on Christmas. That's right. So we would have been just like... <laughs> you were devastated. Yeah, you were, you were really upset. The games back then, uh, the ones you played the most was the NHL hockey. Oh, that's but funny. it wasn't an, an NHL approved. It was a it was a Blade, hockey game. Blades of Steel. Yeah. And Blades the little guys would come out and skate around. And you guys played that for hours. And I, I, I could understand it on a certain level. But it wasn't... It, it didn't seem to me like it was moving the game of table hockey forward <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> it seemed like a step back. Dude. <laughs> and it seemed, at least with table hockey, you had to become physically involved and <laughs> try to move the rink around. But this was, you had to, the quieter you were and the more still you could stay and the enhanced your concentration, I think the better the outcome was. <laughs> that that goes down. That is the one video game I recall us actually ever playing together. There was one time when you picked up the controller and did fairly well. Like I think you gave us a run. 
That it was the one you might have retired actually. Probably, <laughs> probably beat us. And decided it's like, well, that's it. This yes. is peak. I'm out. The the so that came in because so in the household, ultimately we had so there was that first Atari or Intellivision. Uh, we eventually ended up with a NES, a Nintendo, which I don't. Do you remember how like that got in the house? Because that one was early for me. I can't remember how it showed up exactly. I suspect that because you guys were actually out there making almost as much money as me delivering newspapers, <laughs> you went and bought it That's on your true. own. Or there was a consortium of aunts and uncles mm. who pitched in. Because I, if I recall, that was substantially more expensive yeah. than that little Atari system. Yeah. <laughs> so, where, where did the and go back to the initial question like where do you recall where the Atari came from was it purchased do you remember buying it or did uh, you find it on the side of the road like where was no, it no no uh, we we did after much begging and promising <laughs> that uh, this this was going to be a Christmas gift or a birthday gift and I forget exactly how it happened but it was in our uh, our big house in the village and you're. Mother and I seemed, if I recall the timeline, that's just about the time that the home computer hmm. was not only coming into vogue, I worked for a company that had a crystal ball into the future and realized that the more skills people could acquire at home, hmm. the better skills they could provide the company in the workplace. Interesting. And the company subsidized the cost of your home computer. Hmm. As another source of a bunch of games, although the... Doom, uh, Leisure Suit Larry, which I hope you don't know what that is. <laughs> if you do, it's a problem. But the, yeah, a bunch of titles in that one too. So that one came in, and then Nintendo. And I think as of that point, as you mentioned, we, at least with SNES, I know me and my brother pooled money from Paper Roots to buy it. And that was kind of the MO from the rest of it. When you were seeing us spend time on it, and clearly getting in fights over it, like getting, having brother rival. Was we ever worried about it that it was going to detract from us being physical or being social? Like, did you ever have no, any worries? No, it just took away from the time you should have been spent doing other things and missing time deadlines. <laughs> like, you knew there was a hockey practice at six, mm -hmm. and at two minutes to six, you were still whacking away on that. Fortunately, we lived two minutes away from the arena. <laughs> And sometimes you were half dressed in the house, just waiting for the the panic drive down to the rink. Hmm. And with your brother, it was uh, mostly he was pretty good because he never he never put his newspaper duties aside. He would wait until it was all done, hmm. and then the problem was getting you you got on the machine, and then we were yelling at you to come for supper, and then you <laughs> wanted to play some more. We were talking homework, yeah, and. Uh, much as we have seen with our own uh, grandboys, mm. they uh, could invest a lot of time in front of the TV, but we never saw it as a detriment. It was an emerging technology, and and you guys are pretty good. Mm. The only time you really bugged me, <laughs> okay. I was like, at home, your mother had taken the girls to uh, a ringette game out of town, mm -hmm. and I'm standing in what we used to call our mudroom, just getting my boots off and getting my coat off. Mm. And the guy from the pizza joint around the corner was at the door holding four boxes of pizza. And you order pizza? And of course I said, no, you've got the wrong address. <laughs> and he looks at the sheet on it, little ticker tape. Hmm. And he says, yeah, Trevor, 
And so I'm going down the hall yelling, yeah. Trevor! <laughs> you couldn't even leave that thing alone for a minute to go around the corner. And when I say around the corner, I don't think the place was 100 yards away from our house. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, to, so to get the context, yeah, so there was a, we lived, yeah, like it, you could throw a stone and hit the pizza place from where we lived. So we, you didn't deliver. It's ridiculous. So, but I was so engrossed in gaming. No, there was a tournament. You had uh, five of your friends in there. Oh, the hockey tournament. That was fantastic. Yeah. That was a and big so one. I'm looking at this guy. Like, what are you talking about? We don't order. We just go around. We just go pick it up. And then uh, <laughs> I figured out what was going on. So I aired you out for that. So me and my buddies had a, that, was, that would have been on PlayStation. And it would have been hockey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, big tournament, and we didn't want to leave, so we ordered pizza from something that was about 200 yards away. <laughs> That's it could, right. It could have practically slid it across the street. <laughs> it could have. So that was the only thing. But I don't think we ever were worried about it, because at the same time, the home computer and the internet hookup, dial-up though it may have been at the time, was also attracting people's attention, but with four... Um, children in the house, four kids in the house, it was a matter of appropriating mm. time slots more than right. anything else. I didn't have a lot of interest in it, but it was, uh, like I said, we I worked varying hours and I got my shot, but it was just a matter of comparing the time that we got the first computer to what's available now sure. and the speed of the way these things deliver the information. Um, it, it, it was... There wasn't a lot to engage with. The music videos were the things that caused us the problems because shortly after the ad, uh, the advent of the home computer came the computer virus. <laughs> oh God! Yes, and we would take it into the shop up in uh, up in Waterloo, and the guy would say, "Yeah, well, there's thirty five, uh, there's uh, three hundred and fifty music videos on there," and that always led to an interrogation in the evening, as in. Of course, the answer was, not me. Not me. Yeah, yeah, nobody ever owned up, but we knew darn well what was going on, so we had the caution. Mm. And I'm sure there's, <laughs> things went into a broader and more sinister vein <laughs> as to what might have been downloaded onto your computer after that. As, I have no idea what you're talking yes, about. Yeah. <laughs> not me. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember a computer shows up, and it was interesting. We, you actually allowed us to have... My brother and I... Sprung for a computer ourselves. I remember it was like this Dell. We were super excited. It was a about Dell, it. yeah. I remember that. And you allowed us to have it in our room. Yep. Which, I mean, today you'll talk to a lot of parents, and that ends up being a very. There's kind of new rules coming about because parents are really finding it to be a huge de- detriment to have the devices in the rooms because, especially with phones, for instance, like you take your phone or your computer, which now has upwards of infinite amount of content. Yeah. consume and you'll never see them again but i suppose there was kind of like a limit on how much enjoyment you could actually get from these things given the limited chips and the little limited internet that we actually did have initially the computer was in we called it the toy room it was the gathering room everybody had all of their stuff in there and so there was never any fewer than three people in there so we didn't think you would be able to get up to too much mayhem mm. and then uh Everybody began to invoke their privacy rights. <laughs> the, the problem was, and it, I think the biggest challenge was the technology because we had we had one bell line into the house. 
what you guys sprung for, I remember, hmm. was a secondary dedicated line for the computer. Oh, that's right. We that's what I remember. That's yep. right. We had our own phone. Yeah, because yes, you did. I would call my buddies would call me on my own phone line because yep. <laughs> my brother and I because so my, my brother and I shared a room and we had it ran into our own, so in our, in our bedroom was our own phone line. Yep. In our house growing up, and, you did, and that way we'd have this dedicated line because the biggest problem with downloading music back then was the music right now is wildly available. It's amazing anywhere, anything you ever want to listen to. You, to great effect, have used it even with the devices we have in the house where you'll say, you know, play Jazz FM and off it goes, which I think is a great thing. But back then with the... I'm considering it. Yeah. The, MP, <laughs> the MP3s, like, it, was a, it was a one-to-one connection where basically you were connected to the internet, I was connected to the internet, and you're passing me that file like a bit at a time. Mm-hmm. It was going to take three hours. And if you disconnected, I just lost that song. Exactly. I wasted all of my time. So having that dedicated line. But you always handled it like such a young gentleman. Oh, of course. Where'd you learn that word? (laughs) You ever say that to your sister again? (laughs) I'm going to come up there with a pair of snips and cut that line. I'll knock it off. (laughs) And you have to remember the part of the house that everybody slept in was built in 1894. So the electrics and the wiring was nowhere near being (laughs) up to standard, which, as I said, you guys had your own dedicated bell line put in. Mm. Hardly cost anything, if I remember. It was pretty cheap. They were excited to get it to us, really. Yeah. Uh, Then there was was free internet, because they used to... This is the days of AOL, and we even had a different competitor, where basically they would let you browse the internet for free, as long as you had this grotesque ad bar sit on the top of it. So we weren't even paying for internet access either. Yeah, so it was, the whole rig was fairly cheap. <laughs> so there was a changer. I wondered, so when you were, when you yourself were younger and growing up and with kids, your own buddies, were there any video games at all? Because Were there arcades? Because at some point, I don't know if you were coming up at the time when arcades had started to explode or were you, was that a different? I was never interested in arcades because of the, well, first of all, I was—I always seemed to be really busy doing a whole bunch of other stuff. Hockey, baseball, lacrosse. Every sport. And, and trying my darndest to keep up with studies. And there was an unsavory... For me, it was pool halls. Hmm. And then it became arcades, where there, there, there was an element there hmm. um, that would, uh, shall we say, cast a bit of a negative influence on your interest in being productive. Yeah. And and there were a lot of hustlers. A guy'd come up and say, "Hey, come on, I'll take you on in this game," and you learn that one pretty quickly. Lose a couple. Clues. So I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't much into the. Well, we started off with pinball machines, and then it all became a lot of electronic stuff. It just wasn't really my interest. I didn't have a lot of time. I had uh, other things to do. I got a car at an early age, hmm. and I was more interested in making money to put gas in the car than hanging around with a bunch of people at a video arcade. And like I said, there was a certain element there, as there was at the pool hall, if you wanted to pursue that. Hmm. But no, um, I never really got into that end of the entertainment world. Uh, Hmm. Mine was mostly based around sports and following teams and playing myself, but... uh, that was something I just, that was a train that left the station for me, I'm afraid. So given given that context, though, it didn't come up when you saw my brother and I, and especially like 
so my brother Tim, like he never he never took to games as much as I did. He certainly liked them, but he never was really as enamored with them as I w- was. I would say. So seeing like given even that context of where you had seen the unproductive nature, <laughs> I would call it like a scene. <laughs> it was like you know, did you, you and mom ever have the talk? It's like we gotta get that boy off the screen because it's going to be a challenge. Or was there enough balance that? No, I, really... I think you guys understood there was a time for games, and it was a time for going down to the arena, and there was a time you played a lot of baseball, mm-hmm. and there was a time in the you guys just had then then golf came along. Let's say yeah, that's true. You had you had more time for golf than you did sitting around. Although you could perfectly, <laughs> if it was a rainy day, you and your golf buddies <laughs> would be happy to sit around and play video games all day. But so we were lucky in that uh, respect, and then uh, both of both you guys and and the girls to a lesser degree, um, found out the magic of making money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so we spent more time driving you to your early restaurant jobs, mm-hmm. and once you transitioned out of out of competitive sports, and so uh, th- there was a time, and we didn't really we found you we we never saw you guys exhibiting aggressiveness or hostility for you especially it was very relaxing hmm. uh, I, I don't think your brother was into it quite as much but he could he he, he could swing a, a handheld device there when when that became popular it took a while for me to be able to start beating him yeah. bug the hell out of me it was good he's <laughs> madden on the snes the football <laughs> game the nfl game was just he would take me to school so often it got, i remember vividly being pissed <laughs> You got me in trouble ticked for this. Off, ticked off. Yeah, the ticked off. the right word there. I remember the, in the game, I'd thrown a pass at NFL, call like 95, man. <laughs> and it, to my eyes, young eyes, it had just gone right through my character and interception and off my brother went to like win the game. I remember standing up and like beating my chest. Like, look, you can't go through. Footballs don't go through chests. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's one of those parent moments. Like, what is going on in there? You want to shut it off? Like, no, no, we'll be fine. Yeah, it was a small house, so there was always parental control. Because <laughs> we, if, if if words began to be tossed back and forth, we could intervene pretty quickly. But uh, plus, once again, there was all you had to drop things and get out there and deliver your papers or go to your go to your work or whatever yeah. it was. So no, we were fairly fortunate that way. Fairly so, fortunate. Uh, so, so, recent, so at a couple of recent family gatherings, um, most of the grandkids have Nintendo Switches. Like we brought some up to your cottage, like when we visited yep. you. And some of the recent gatherings, even Thanksgiving or Christmas, like the cousins will all gleam together and start to like play the game. Like what runs through your head when you're seeing... Because I don't even know if that's that's about the same age I suppose we started to take it up. But when you're seeing your grandkids, of which, man, how many do you have now altogether? Or <laughs> <laughs> seven with a with a step. Seven with a step. So eight altogether. Eight so altogether. When, that's so, right. So when the eight grandkids get together and many of them start playing games, anything run through your head about that? Any thoughts on or concerns as your grandkids are seeming to get into gaming? Seems to me that the games they were playing involved a degree of intellectual challenge. Um, sure. Some of the games, the, the early games, uh, yeah, they all, they all look violent at some mm-hmm. point to me, <laughs> but when everybody was younger, it, it was much more friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, two of my grandboys love playing the hedgehog game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see violence there. It was just a, it was a, a matter of, 
of uh, eye to hand coordination, timing, mm-hmm. and skills that are actually very, very useful. Mm. Um, let's hope we don't get to the point where you're running a military computer and trying to ru- <laughs> knock real things out of out of the sky. But there was never anything that that seemed to be putting you toward a Black Sabbath mm. kind of mentality where everything was dark and gothic yeah, yeah. Uh, with a lot, complete lack of compassion and, and human values. Mm. It was just a game to you guys. It seemed to me it was just a competition. Mm-hmm. And some of the Warcraft, some of the, the mindless killing, you guys never really went toward that. And mm-hmm. I know uh, your brother and, and you and uh, and the girls would never let their kids go down that path. And I think it comes down to parental, if not um, supervision, guidance. Because hmm. we never nice we never stood over anybody's shoulder. It was just that they knew we didn't want playing to them to play this. And if they played this when we weren't there, well, I, I never we never saw any dark and sinister. You know, nobody started painting their eyelids black and spiking their hair, or <laughs> if that indeed was an influence. And I don't know if there's any empirical evidence or uh, anecdotal evidence that that was ever an influence but in any event um we saw it as an outlet Mm. but you never followed that outlet to the exclusion of anything else Mm. like interacting with family uh i don't want to play hockey i just want to sit and play my video game all saturday morning Mm. you guys always had time for all of the other interests other friends you're all very social so we never ever became alarmed it was just a growing trend and i didn't say anything sinister in it Hmm. so it was never a a real concern now i thought you're going to ask me about games in 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 my air and most of them were outside Hmm. (laughs) uh hide and seek uh kick the can um we played a lot of checkers i didn't really have the intellectual capacity to follow chess to a (laughs) a a a further level i Hmm. played it and it was fun, but mm-hmm. when it became, I could never see three or four moves ahead. And the our games were outside, hockey, baseball, I love lacrosse. Uh, yeah. High school, I played football, basketball. There was always something going on. What, what was the quiet game? So you mentioned chess, for instance, but let's say if it can't be a sport. If it was, rain, you're rained out entirely and you have to be inside with a buddy. Like, what would be the game? Something akin to checkers. Um... I liked Monopoly, but not when we got into the hotels. Um, uh, Clue was another game. Right. I didn't really like playing the. Uh, I didn't really like playing the 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 life game, and yet I had uh, a couple of nieces and nephews who had the electronic versions. Yep. We used to while the hours away. Um, <laughs> when we did spend time at the cottage, uh, you remember the Stratego game. That was huge. And yeah, play that for hours. Uh, card games. I wasn't a big card player. I never mm-hmm. got into poker like my friends did. Mm-hmm. Um, Euchre, uh, Hearts, Crazy Eights, <laughs> that sort of thing. But nothing ever... Uh, it, it was something to do. I wish I had learned how to play. Uh, and your mother keeps telling me she's going to teach me how to play uh, cribbage. <laughs> you'll be really retired when you start yeah my mother was a great cribbage player and they had so much fun but it was there were fewer distractions Hmm. and as i've often said to a lot of people uh, mom was right Hmm. she'd tell us wash your hands eat your vegetables and get the hell out of here and go play (laughs) (laughs) and we lived in an area where it was uh, 
almost rural. And we mm. spent a lot of time out uh, down by the river, exploring caves, fishing, um, got into hunting a little bit, but turned out to be a horrible shot. Um, you know, just hanging out with my friends out in the woods. I would, um, so that's curious because the, not curious, but I've mentioned on the show before a few times where, uh, so my two boys, seven and five, like they'll go by themselves now over to the park around the corner. Yeah. And there's... <laughs> I'm of two minds of it. On the one side, no, like, like kids got to make mistakes. They got to get some cuts and bruises. They need some independence. Can't, like, especially where you live. And like you've seen where I live now, it's wonderfully safe. This is a great neighborhood. So there should be no reason why that's a problem. And yet there's something that nags at me about that, even especially with the younger one, five, just feels almost too young to be on his own. Now, completely by himself, no. Like I prefer when he goes with his older brother. But they're just... Uh, does seem to be that uh, impetus from society saying like you got to watch over your kids when you were stomping about the forest and doing your thing like how 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 old are you when your kid your parents are letting you run around town? My parents were blue collar workers hmm. and they were never home before six thirty seven o'clock at night, so hmm. we were left to ourselves on the understanding that when you came home from school there was this to do there was that to do I got to hmm. deliver papers myself. Um, I, I would often, when I got older and began playing hockey Monday to Friday, feed myself and then get heading to the arena, which of course was on foot. Uh, mm -hmm. That was just, it was a smaller <clears throat> town. It was no what, big uh, deal. What age is this? Like how old are you at this point? Oh, I used to routinely walk a couple of miles to the arena when I was seven, seven, okay. seven and eight. My parents just didn't have the time. They, they, my mother didn't drive and my dad never, he worked a eight to five shift, picked my mother up at work at at seven hmm. or uh, at six o'clock so they wouldn't be home till uh, you know six thirty at the earliest so i just had to get going hmm. or or just not go at all and that was the thing <laughs> so, so so you seven o'clock you yourself at seven coming home feet, quick bite to eat round up your hockey gear and yeah it was a, we were expected to <clears throat> be independent on hmm. the understanding that we were not allowed to go places like with unless my parents knew where we were going, hmm. even if that was a long distance endeavor, we had to tell them in the morning what we were doing. I was a latchkey kid before the term was invented. Just the way it was. Right. Yeah, I had a key. And very few kids did. It's just uh, my parents uh, back then, and the, you're going back to the late 50s, early 60s, um, my mother was one of the few who worked. Hmm. Others didn't. They were, they were, I don't want to use the word housewife, but... Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. that was their role, mm -hmm. you know, they would be there. So, and that was part of our neighborhood. My mother and father were safe in the knowledge that if something went wrong, I could go next door. I could go across the street and there would be help immediately available. Hmm. And it was just a different time. So you're just, well, yeah, I know you feel the normal pangs of being a father because I was surprised to find the guys were making their way home from school and it was a bit of a hike. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I found out today. But uh, no, our games were fairly simple. How would, well, how would you play? I'm just curious about that. So how would you apply that? Um, so a latchkey kid, somewhat out of necessity, born in a different era. So we fast forward to today and there's five, seven, nine-year-olds. <clears throat> Do you think it's kind of appropriate for them to be, for latchkeys to exist now? Are parents like overprotective of them? Like where, where would you find that balance, do you think, in the modern context? 
my parents never drove me to everything for the most time. And I think about it now, like I used to ride my bike, uh, three miles, four miles to play baseball Hmm. and everything. The problem is in trying to relate the pressures of one era to another, uh, there weren't that many cars on the road. But on the other hand, drunk driving wasn't a crime, really. For the, no, really, it, it, it wasn't taken as seriously yeah. as it is today. Right. And the alarming thing is, uh, even the police uh, here in this area have noted, and in our area, uh, impaired driving charges are way up. That sucks. At first, they thought it was people with nothing else to do during the lockdowns, mm-hmm. the COVID lockdowns, but it's continued. Oh, that's but, not good. But uh, when I was a kid... Uh, be charged with drunk driving. And I only say this from my own personal perspective. Um, You had to wipe your car out Hmm. before it was taken seriously. It was just, all right, all right, all right. The cops were more likely to to guide you home and make sure you're in your driveway safely. But that is just different. Hmm. The cars are faster, lighter, and there's so So many many more people around. Hmm. So I don't know how well I would adapt in this era. Maybe I would be driving my kids everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, we, you know, I, you played at the local arena. The kids skated at the local arena. Mm-hmm. You guys were fine to, to go down there uh, out of town games because that was the way the leagues were developed. We always drove. You couldn't. Yeah. Or, or you got to ride with another parent, mm-hmm. which, which we did too. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the, the weekends were pretty much, I'd almost consider myself latchkey. I mean, I pretty much in summertime would wake up, leave the house, and you wouldn't really see me until supper time yeah so that with buddies whatever there so. was also very few things that you could get involved in yeah <laughs> you know. that town of a thousand people yeah yeah <laughs> we were raising you guys here there's all sorts of things you could go and do mm-hmm. and yet this this seems like a very a very friendly area and i may have been a latchkey kid but there were eyes on me at all times because you know the the mothers and yeah <laughs> basically knew where everybody was at any one time hmm so it was a really different time, and I don't know what the pressure might be like today, hmm. or if I could handle it, or just become what they call a helicopter parent. Uh, hmm. there, there weren't as many things to put your kid in back then. Hmm. I played baseball in the summer and lacrosse, and I played hockey all winter, but it was just hmm. basically three locations, completely within my ability to hoof it, as we <laughs> used to say, just just walk wherever you wanted to go. So, but now it's, uh, if we could have put you guys in uh, gymnastics or mm-hmm. uh, whatever, some of the things that your Judo brother or Taekwondo puts, or... yeah, as uh, your uh, your nephews are, are going on every Saturday morning, they, they get to go to this place where they build robotics. Oh, that's cool. And it's just amazing and they love it. Hmm. But you got to get in the car and go a good distance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not in the the place that he lives right now. But there's so many more things for kids to get involved in. Hmm. Um, uh, the gymnastics uh, is a good example. There's nothing like that. Hmm. But uh, you were basically free range. Hmm. You know, on the understanding that boy, there was going to be you know what to pay <laughs> if there was trouble when we got home. <laughs> so with the uh, kind of to wrap it up, if you also to preface this question for you so you had some time to think but the if you think about decisions that you and mom made that worked out fairly well that you would offer up as advice to other fathers on how to do the best for their kids does anything come to mind for advice you might give to fathers to help them 
quite simply, don't make the issue controversial. Hmm. If your kid wants to do something and you don't want them to do it, sit down and talk it out. And I know that, that that's, that's very difficult, depending on, on your attitude, your child's attitude. But when your brother wanted to hang around that one pool hall, and we got into arguments, <laughs> and uh, just explained that there are going to be things that you shouldn't get involved in. Um, just as one example, but just be open as, as honest as you can, because once something becomes confrontational or an issue, then the lines of communications break down and the child is, the son or the daughter is going to want to do it anyway. Um, the way we did it, and I'd have to say rather successfully, is that you earned your freedom. Hmm. We didn't give it to you right off the bat. Okay, we want you home at 8, you're home at 8. Fine, next week, you want to go out till 9? Let's give it a try. Can you handle it? Come home at 9? Okay. Hmm. So you work your way up. Set some goals and say, if you can prove to me that you're going to be responsible, then you're going to get more freedom. Hmm. If you go and blow it in the first the first shot out, <laughs> then we're going to crack down. Yeah. And you're going to be subject to more supervision and more restrictions because we don't want you going out there. That's a parent's role to keep your child from getting into situations that they're not either prepared for or they are not physically able to handle. And so we always thought it was the, the honor system. And I and look, I mean, there's a lot of situations out there. We are a very fortunate group. Mm, um, but when there was something we disagreed about, we let everybody know our feelings. And then we worked out mm. a solution. And if you can do that, and boy, that is so difficult. It's so easy to say. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we never had the problem of, you know, you guys wanted to stay out all night, as long as we knew, as long as we knew you were coming home mm. or not coming home and where you were going to be. And we understood it might not have always worked out that way, but there was always that communication. And if you start early mm. and let them understand you only do this because you care about each other and for your safety, you may stand a chance of actually getting some understanding going and some trust. And then after you've gone through all of that and you grow up and you look back and you think, gee, my parents were actually kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas at the time, I just thought I had the worst situation ever. <laughs> These old fogies just don't get me. <laughs> but and, and you had a mother who worked a lot of hours. Mm -hmm. And my hours were crazy. Well, and I worked a lot of weekends and a lot of nights and it was your mother who held it all together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but you always knew what she was thinking, <laughs> you know, and the animosity, it blew up from time to time. And we just took it a day at a time and just wanted to let you know that you, we trusted you and we cared about you. And boy, I wish so many people could have been as, could be as lucky as, as we were, quite frankly. Wow. So there, <laughs> it worked out. We were very fortunate, but it didn't happen by accident. We, That's excellent. That is excellent advice. So it's the boundaries are earned. Uh, don't don't make things confrontational. That's excellent. That's really it's a really salient thought. That's wonderful. Well, uh, if you stop talking, no one's listening. <laughs> and sometimes, even if the parents are talking, there's not a lot of listening going on. But like I say. Do things in measure. So, 
okay, eight o'clock is good, and you've been great, and we trust you, and then, all right, let's have a go at nine o'clock, okay? But on the understanding that, you know, if you if you, if you really start pushing this, then we're going to start cracking, cracking down, and you guys all went through high school, you all went through college and university, and look at us now. Mm-hmm. Bourbon on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Having a bourbon. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the That's invitation. Good. Oh, thanks so much. But you have to admit, it was your brother's idea. Was, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a perfect <laughs> I just wanted to say, man, will he do it? Because that'd be amazing. <laughs> Got that new stinger at the top. That never goes away. That's for sure. Right. Thanks again. I love you, Dad. I love you. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. This has been New Dad Gaming. If you like the show, you can find us on all the major podcasting networks. So looking at iTunes, Spotify, Caster, anywhere where you get your podcast. Uh, we'd really appreciate if you subscribe and leave a comment. It really helps to boost the signals. If you have your own stories, if you have your own advice from your father, if you have any messages to my father, I can sure I can pass them along. You can find us at our website, newdadgaming.com or at newdadgaming. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And please remember... Just because you became a dad, it doesn't mean it's game over. <laughs>